Welcome, everyone, to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips, too. So let's get the show started. Welcome to our listeners around the world via the podcast and our Facebook podcast platform, our listeners on our FM station in New York, and our two Philadelphia radio stations. It's Tuesday evening drive time for you. Today's show will be discussing barbecue, breweries, cafe, and catering. Amorous Pollock, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. And I would love to introduce you to Tom Peters, who owns Holy Q Smokehouse. I will mess up the, <laughs> the town that it's in. It's Alaska, Pennsylvania. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, which is adjacent to New Hope. Yep. And uh, right, actually, Peddler's Village is my backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Which is very cool. Um, so tell me, how did you get started in the restaurant business? Because I know this is not your first endeavor. Um, I mean, I was born into it. You know, half my family had restaurants in New Brunswick, New Jersey, over by Rutgers. Um, my mom had a restaurant. I was working probably at the age of 12 years old, you know, on my hands and knees, scrubbing <laughs> the floors and everything else. But, uh, you know, I was born into it. Um, I worked the first food truck, believe it or not, on the East Coast over at Rutgers. Uh Spilling a lot of coffee on people, you know, <laughs> but it was cool. You know, I, I learned that way. Um, come from a lineage of cooks. Um, that's it. Okay. Yeah. And so then you moved <clears throat> into the real estate business and, you know, you were doing that for, for a while. Yeah. And when you were visiting Austin, Texas, you know, you were inspired. Tell us a little bit about that. Who inspired you and, you know, how did, how did that come about to create what is now Holy Q Smokehouse? Okay, I mean it's 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 a it's a wild ride. I mean, I lost my first restaurant at 24 years old. So you know, at 24, take a beating like that, you you don't recover from that. So I said, I'm not doing it again. I'm not stepping foot in the kitchen again. So I got into real estate. Um, fast forward about 22 years of doing it, um, I wasn't in love with it. It was a job. It wasn't what I was passionate about. So I went to a convention out in Austin for the company I worked for, and it just so happened that. I went to a session that was talking about, like, what are you going to do with your future self? And in my head, I'm like, it's not this. Like, I'm so done with it, you know. And uh, a bunch of guys were going to grab some some barbecue around the corner from the convention center. And we're walking up to this place. I'm like, what is this, like a garage? You know, it's this red shack with, you know, <laughs> tin ceilings. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And we walked in, and the smell just, like, whopped you in the face. And I'm like, what is this? He goes, welcome to Texas Barbecue. So I walk up to the guy, and, you know, it's very casual. You know, handwritten signs, picnic benches, dirt floor. But, like, I had a really cool, homey ambiance. So, you know, coming from here, you think barbecues, wings, ribs, sloppy, you know. And uh, I get up there, and he was like, well, what do you want? I'm like, well, I'll try turkey. He's like, you came to Texas for turkey? <laughs> yeah. We're known for so, beef, man. Yeah. So, like, I, I automatically fell in love with the guy. And uh, he's like, I'll hook you up. So he gave me a brisket, uh, pulled pork, gave me a turkey. And uh, first time I ever had cream corn and, and beans, pinto beans. And when I tell you, the second I sat down took my first bite, I'm like, I have to learn this. <laughs> and that was it. I mean, I, I frequented Austin for, you know, back and forth for about six years. 
And when I would go for work, I'd stay a couple more days on my own and just travel around to different barbecue spots. I got to know some great pit masters. And what's, what's awesome about the barbecue world is it, it's, it's a brotherhood. Like, these guys stick together. You know, they're, they're very open with what they do. They, they help each other out. You know, if, if one guy's sick from another restaurant, one guy would come over and help out. Like, it's, it's unheard of. But, uh, you know, what was awesome about it is, you know, barbecue food brings people together more than any other cuisine on the face of this earth. Like, when I opened up Holy Q in New Hope, uh, or in Lahaska, I've seen people I haven't seen in 30 years. They heard I was doing barbecue, boom, they come over. <laughs> I text them two miles away, they wouldn't come over. But, you know, now that I'm here doing it, it it's been great. So it's, it's been an adventure. I started as a pop-up over at the greenhouse in New Hope um, just to try it out. And my first one sold out in 20 minutes. Second one, they were waiting at the table, waiting for the barbecue to get pulled out. And I'm telling you, the second the paper opened up and the smell came into the bar, they were just They were lining up. Crazy, (laughs) crazy. That for six weeks. And within six weeks, I already had a spot lined up. Which is a very good thing. That's fast. Yeah, it was was quick. It was quick. (laughs) I I knew I had something special, and I wanted to see where it would go and just get out of real estate completely. Because when I moved here from, from New Jersey, I'm like, I'm not going back to real estate. And that was it. So what distinguishes your barbecue you know, beyond what yeah. normally, like you had mentioned sloppy versus whatever it is that you, you are presenting, you yeah. know, on a pleated. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because again, coming from here, you don't know, you think it's one thing, barbecue is one thing, but it's an actual, it's a regional thing. So you have Memphis, you have the Carolinas, you have uh, Kansas city barbecue, which are all saucy vinegary types, which obviously with the beard, it's not beard friendly. So I never really <laughs> ate it. But uh, Texas is strictly beef, like you said before, and dry rub. So you don't hide the meat. You yeah. know, it's just smoke, salt and pepper, and a whole lot of time. That's it. And and, and it tastes different. I mean, you, if you take a bite into a Texas barbecue, uh, you know, whatever, the brisket, ribs, uh, whatever, I mean, you're going to see a distinct difference. Hmm. Yeah. Because I'm used to, you know, when I, as you said, sloppy, I'm used to yeah. having, you know, a lot of like the barbecue sauce yep. that's on there. And I know that you, you, on your website, you said that, you know, if somebody wanted the sauce or, you know, you, you'd gladly accommodate them. Yeah. But um, I also uh, like love anything that has flavor on its own, which yeah. is good. Um, now, as far as what kinds of meats and what do you offer, you know, the, like what kind of platters. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's a traditional style barbecue place. I don't do anything crafty or, or out of the ordinary. I, I'm, a, I'm a traditionalist at heart, I think, with everything I did in life. So when I, when I did this, I, I just I nailed it down. Like, I'm selling X, Y, and Z meat. So it's brisket, ribs, uh, pulled pork, turkey, and brats. That's it. Um, you're not going to see any kind of crazy sauces pop up or infused with avocado, none of that stuff. Um, and our sides are, are classic. You know, we do the great mac and cheese. Uh, pinto beans, uh, cream corn, cider slaw. Uh, I do green beans for the vegans. And that's it. I mean, it's, it's pretty simple. We offer a, a dessert, which is banana pudding, which is like the go-to for barbecue out there. Yeah. And it's been a, it's been a hit. You know, it's, it's, it's bringing it back to traditional style barbecue. And I, I completely appreciate that. But one thing that I did see Tell on me. your menu yeah. 
And this is something that touches base on every single one of us because Kevin's been yeah. on it. Uh, I've been on one. Uh-oh. Gene's been on one. Oh, you, you, I well, feel I'm like you sc- know I'm what's scared. coming. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. We've all judged Tell it. Um, Cheesesteaks. You make a brisket yes. cheesesteak. Okay. So that came about due to the increase in meat prices, period. If it weren't for that, I would never have these things. Okay. Believe me when I tell you. You know, when I opened, brisket was two twenty a pound. At the height, it was over $6 a pound. Yeah. So the last thing I'm going to do is throw away brisket. So from trimmings to leftovers to whatever, um, instead of giving it away or, or whatever I used to do with it, I chopped it up, sauteed some onions, made my own Cooper Sharp Whiz, boom, cheesesteak. We use Lissio rolls, and it, it, it's been a hit. It's been a hit. I was going to say, I would have to try it. Now, Gene has been over there a couple of times, and I can hear Gene on the phone, um, you know, calling in. Gene, what, what, you know, what was one of your favorite things that you had when you were there? Well, I am a huge brisket person. It is. uh, So as a barbecue judge, you know, I get an opportunity to try a lot of different things. And I find that brisket is really the true judge of someone's ability. Uh, you know, chicken is easy. Yeah. Ribs, you know, depending on what you like from a flavor profile. But to be able to get a brisket, to be able to get your burnt ends, to be able to get everything exactly, you know, a good smoke ring, everything. So brisket is always what I I judge everybody the hardest on it and really is the thing and you know it's nice to have somebody in bucks county i happen to live you know, 10 minutes from you my okay. wife works in peddler's village uh the owners of chive cafe which was there before you yeah are, or the chef i know quite well uh, you know so I, i've been up to your place and you know the brisket is simply wonderful um you know it it, it is every it satisfies all the the talking points that I would you know, want when I see a brisket you know outside the, the the state of Texas because I don't believe anybody can do it like they do in Texas mm-hmm. it's kind of like I judge cheesesteaks here in Philadelphia yeah I say nobody mm-hmm. in Philadelphia nobody outside of Philadelphia can make a cheesesteak because they don't have griddles mm-hmm. that have enough grease built up on them <laughs> there you know yeah you, we just can't make brisket in tech anywhere outside of Texas because we don't have that smokehouse with all those years of, you know, smoke built up in there and that and that, you know, carbon in there. So, you know, that's just my opinion. But yeah, good brisket. Okay. So. I'll take it. So wait, you were stalking my place before you where were you? <laughs> yeah. I actually I asked him I know I, mean, I asked I, him to stalk I, your listen, place. <laughs> I was probably one of your first twenty guests. Just the fact that when I saw that the barbecue place was opening up Okay. So in Peddler's Village and, and being right up that way. Okay. Um, How so long has it been I, since you've been back? I feel two like months. It's... Oh, it's been okay. Yeah. Right. So fairly recent. Two months. Yeah, two months. So it you know it's it's um, and you know, my wife is not a huge barbecue fan, so yeah. when I do it, it's for me. So it's you know if I happen to be up that way and stop in and see her going to see my brother somebody like that i'll grab something awesome. but yeah you know and i and I, I i love you know all the restaurants up in that area mm-hmm. and you know what it's great because i can go around to union spirits and and 
you know, get a little cocktail and have some barbecue and sit outside. What a way to go. Nice. Especially since it's getting warmer out. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, with the barbecue, <clears throat> you also do Sunday brunches. How do you incorporate a brunch with a barbecue with brisket? Well, that's starting. That's starting soon. We're doing that, uh, I'm hoping, within the next month, month and a half. Um, it, it's been like everyone staffing, you know, so I, I can't fully launch it the way I want to until I have, I'm staffed up better. I just lost a couple more cooks, so it's it's been slim pickings. So. Yeah, it's been it's yeah. been rough uh, yeah. across the board yeah. for yeah. things like that. Um, now, for the menu, what were you uh-huh. thinking? Um, traditional. Traditional, traditional Southern-style barbecue. I, I think I was, you know, an old woman from the South in a past <laughs> life because <laughs> it, it's always been my thing from New Orleans all the way down to Texas, whether it's biscuits and gravy, red beans and rice with andouille sausage. I mean, you name it. Like, oh, you that's just my you said a trigger word for me. Why? Andouille sausage. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. I, mean, I, I, I learned from a woman, woman that was cooking it, walking through New Orleans just sightseeing. And uh, same thing. I, I'm walking past her house. I'm like, what are you cooking in there? It smells awesome. She goes, oh, honey, it's Monday. I'm like, what's that mean? <laughs> she goes, it's red beans and rice. I'm like, oh, what's it? What, what, you know, I forgot. I'm sorry. I didn't know what to say to her. <laughs> and uh, and that was it. So she, uh, she goes, you want to try some? And she <laughs> actually went into her house, got a little paper cup for me, put it in. I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> Gave me the recipe, and I've been using it ever since. Nice. Yeah. Um, now... In an article that mm-hmm. was written in Biz Journal in Philadelphia, yeah. um, you said that you were also scouting out different locations. Is that still happening, or Honestly, are you putting it on the back burner, considering everything? <laughs> it's it's I, I'd say the last year year and a half, um, it's all about pivoting. Every three months, it's something else. From again, from shutdowns to increased food prices to delivery problems to staffing. You know, I had a vision in the beginning, and I'm okay that it's changed. I'm cool with that. You yeah. know, it'll, it'll happen when the time is right. That's the way I look at it. So, All right. Well, for the time being, yeah. where can our, all of our listeners find you and find you online? Sure. I mean, Instagram has been number one. Uh, it, it, it's our platform, I'd say. Um, Holy Q Smokes is our Instagram page. Uh, and then, of course, uh, Holy Q Smokehouse on Facebook. Great. Yeah. So thank you for joining us on Food Farms and Chef. Thank and you for having feel me. free to jo- you know join us for our next segment. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. It was great meeting you guys. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. To become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time, an FM station in New York, and to the millions of Facebook users worldwide with access to the Facebook mobile app. Send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadime at yahoo.com. Chef Gene, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Well, at this time, I'd like to introduce the owner of one of my favorite little cafes in my neck of the woods, uh, Tina Kelly. Tina, who owns Simply Delicious by Tina. Tina, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me today. I appreciate it. So, Tina... 
you know, living right up in that area, I have watched you uh, start a wonderful business and then COVID hit and you had to kind of really do a, a great pivot and, and, you know, change your business model a little bit. Originally, one of the, the great things that were up there was a business that you had that was called Tapas on York. And you had a yeah. wonderful little tapas style cafe. Um, how did you get into that? What was the inspiration behind uh, your tapas cafe? Well, the inspiration really was my partner at the time and other half, Ernie. Um, he was the primary chef, and that was, you know, originally his baby. And then I came on board as a partner, and it worked out wonderfully. We worked together really well and both had the same goals with food. And uh, the idea really caught on. You know, uh, we had our tapas wasn't truly tapas size. I like to say it was Italian size tapas because he was Italian. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the yeah, the idea caught on really well, and uh, we were getting noticed in in the neighborhood. We were there for like eight years. Oh, absolutely, I I love stopping in. It was always a, a great pleasure to see you and Ernie, and just stopping in, and I really enjoyed the food. But you know, you pivoted a little bit, and you um, you know, closed for a short time, and and reopened as mm-hmm. a wonderful little cafe that does a lot of different things. Simply Delicious by Tina. So tell us a little bit about what's going on at Simply Delicious by Tina. Okay, well, we're a little mix of everything. Um, it was my vision to open something up that was, you know, because of COVID, especially something that was more family friendly and that might be appealing to everyone you know, and not just a special occasion place for dinner. Uh, We primarily focus on, you know, we have a breakfast and lunch menu. We have a great line of coffee, Valerio's coffee and espresso drinks. And um, we have a great line of smoothies and smoothie bowls using all organic fruits um, and vegetables on our fresh pressed uses. Um, In addition to that, um, that, and that business has been growing. Uh, In addition to that, uh, we also have a, prepared foods case because for a while there everyone was just needing help with dinner you know um and people were supporting restaurants by takeout so our case has really taken off like it's it just amazes me how many people come in each day and they're all excited about what's in there i try to switch it up every day we have some staples that are always in there but overall like it's kind of fun to see people walk in and be like oh what's in the case today you know so (laughs) that makes it fun for me um it's really, uh, I feel very blessed that it's finally starting to take off and people are getting to know what we're doing there and they're really supporting us. Well, two things that I absolutely take from your business. One, you make an honest, real espresso drink. I was in the coffee business for <laughs> some years. I'm a tough judge. If I don't get a good creme on my espresso, I'm not going back. It's like one of those few things. I'll give everybody a second chance. You make a bad mm-hmm. espresso, I don't come back. But I agree with you. <laughs> a, you do a mozzarella stuffed meatball. Yes. That is just out of this world. <laughs> so it, it, it is a little bit. Um, tell us about your, yes, your, your real popular items there at the cafe. What's the big sellers? Oh. The big sellers um, from the ca- from the cafe, breakfast and lunch. I'd say breakfast. Um, we have a lot of breakfast bowls. Our top five bowls probably the number one, which is uh, you know a variation of spinach, mushrooms, onions, peppers, all sautéed together with kale and spinach, and it gets topped with two over easy eggs. Um, our 
fig toast and our avocado toast. I can hardly keep the bread in the house. I have to order bread every day for those. They're simple, but they're good, you know. Um, and probably our our number one seller at lunchtime uh, could be a close tie, but I have a um, chicken sandwich that's a fried chicken called So Good It's a Sin. And I don't know if people love it because of the name <laughs> or this hand-breaded chicken that's marinated with prosciutto and fresh and uh, sharp provolone, lettuce, tomato, and some um, roasted peppers on there and pesto mayo. That's like probably the number one. And the second close would be our brisket. We do an in-house brisket that I slow roast for hours. It's so tender, at, um, even with catering. That's my number one seller, the brisket. You know, it's funny that, well, first of all, the idea of that Italian chicken sandwich, you know, the the mix of the fried chicken, almost like a, you know, the, the thin cutlet Italian style, but when you add with the prosciutto and the sharp provolone and the peppers and all that, you know, you know, what a wonderful, wonderful thing. I have not <laughs> had your brisket and, you know, I have to now come in to try that because as I just got done talking with one of our barbecue guests, I judge everything by the quality of brisket. It's, mm -hmm. you know, one of those cuts of meat that everybody thinks they can cook and very few people really can. So very true. You know, whether it's <laughs> smoked or, you know, slow roasted or, or whatever, you know, everybody thinks they can do it and very few people can make a good brisket that has flavor and is tender and everything like that. So and I have no doubt you can. I just gotta come in and have to try that now. Well, if yeah, you, it's very popular. If you do need need some uh, pointers, he is in studio still. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Don't have Gene try it. That's all I can say. <laughs> so, oh Kitty, you're also doing a good deal of catering up there. I know you're. Uh, you made some alliances with some local venues and stuff like that. Tell us a little bit about your catering operation. Yes, um, I feel super blessed that that's all coming back now. You know, um, with COVID, that was a little damper for a while, but uh, we are getting uh, several requests for weddings. Um, we did a lot of catering before also, but now it's really coming through. Like, And it's just such a nice feeling to me that people come in off the street and just, like, I heard about your place, or, you know, I'd like you to cater this, and they don't even know me. It just it fills me up with such joy because it, it's just it's such a nice feeling to know that somebody wants something you're doing. But we have a few weddings booked. Um, I'm actually working on, just before I made this call, working on six proposals for two other weddings and a couple other events. Uh, we cater off-premise on, and on-premise because we don't serve dinner on a normal basis. We do, um, I call it dinner by appointment. So we, people will come in for private parties and I'll prepare anywhere from a three to a seven course meal um, however, whatever style they want, and they get to choose the menu ultimately. It would be a set menu, but they choose it beforehand. Um, that's, you know, people are very interested in that as well. But the catering is just exploding, and there's a local winery not too far from uh, where the restaurant is, which I'm hoping I'm going to be having a wedding there in a few months and trying to work a relationship with them and, you know, to provide food for their events and also for their guests on the weekends when they need food in there <laughs> absolutely so what got you into this business that's always a big question i mean you you have a great deal of culinary skill um you know i know that ernie was you know a chef and 
and been around for a long time. But what what got you into doing this? Well, um, I'm glad you asked that. Um, I when I was I've always cooked since the time as long as I can remember. My father, when he was alive, like he was the best cook ever. He he just could make a meal out of anything, and we didn't have much growing up, so he could put a car, he would take cardboard and turn it into a delicious meal, you know. But like, he was just really awesome, and um, I, you know, he always wanted to have like a little restaurant or something. He died in his, you know, when he was young, and I was like thinking, geez, you know, he never got to live his dream, you know. And um, I always had in the back of my mind I wanted to do it, but I guess it took a while. I didn't have the confidence, you know, at first. But then I started dabbling in catering first and um, realized that I was really good at it, you know, and I and I just kept pursuing it and pursuing it. And then after I lost my corporate job about 15 years ago, I had a really good sales job that I loved and I lost lost it. I just started I decided to turn, have a catering business like overnight, just went over, went through with it and. I had two jobs on my first my first um, jobs or two jobs on the same day for like 300 some people, <laughs> two separate locations. And I don't to this day I don't know how I pulled it off. I had this tiny little kitchen, and everything was homemade. Everything got delivered. Everything was perfect. And then I just got referrals from there, and it just started growing. And then once I met Ernie, that's when I became involved with the restaurant. And then I really fell in love with the restaurant business. And you know, I really have always had a good sense of how to cook and I enjoy it so much. And he just kind of refined me cause he has a higher education in, in food. You know, he went to the CIA. So I like to say that I went to CIT, which is the culinary <laughs> Institute of team. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's, you know what? I'm super proud of that. <laughs> education is only part of it. You have to have the instinct and you have to have the heart. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's a, a real important thing is somebody who spent as many years as I have in the industry and a lot of that teaching young chefs and and teaching in the culinary world. You know, I could teach anybody to cook, but if you don't have that heart, it's not mm-hmm. going to be truly wonderful. And that's really an important thing. Something that I take from your business is, oh. you know, <laughs> you go in there and, and there's a, a, a good deal of passion and you have sincerity in your food, and I really like that a lot. And it's just truly really wonderful to have, you know, two Bucks County people on the show. You know, right before you was, you know, Holy Q, which is up in Lahaska, and you. So I get to go by both on a regular basis when I'm heading up to Peddler's Village, and you know, it's really enhancing the area with great restaurant scenes. It used to be going to Doylestown or, you know, New Hope, and now I have. You, I have, you know, some great other restaurants in Warminster area. I head up towards Lahaska, get great barbecue. What a what a wonderful opportunity. So what are you planning for coming up for St. Patty's Day or any of the holidays coming up in the spring? You got any specials going on or doing anything for Fridays during Lent? Um, well, for Fridays for Lent, of course, we, we're going to get creative with our specials for those who practice Lent. Um, we had a, a – I know it sounds – like old-fashioned tuna melt, but honestly, it, it flew out of there, and I don't just make my tuna just with mayonnaise or, you know, I, I kind of mix a little something else in there, and it's really good. You know, I sold quite a few of those. This weekend, we're going to be doing a po' boy for something different, add a little pizzazz to the menu. Um, St. Patty's, I'm going to do the corned beef that I did last year that we couldn't keep in-house. I do it my way. I, I joke around. I'm, you know, I, I'm a little bit of Italian, but I'm Polish, Hawaiian, Irish, and Spanish, and I 
throw a little bit of that into everything I cook, I guess. And uh, my corned beef, I, I mean, we, it, it was amazing. It just flew out of there. And then I cooked a, a couple more last year and made corned beef hash out of it. And that was really awesome. People enjoyed that as well. And then for Easter, we'll have um, Easter packages. Uh, last year, we had an overwhelming response and request for Easter dinners. So we do, you know, the ham. You have a choice of ham or turkey and homemade pineapple stuffing and, all you know, green beans and all the work. So <laughs> that's um, always exciting for us. So and where can our listeners also, find you on social media and such, Tina? How do people get more information about Simply Delicious by Tina on social media, and how can they find you? Yes, we're on Facebook as well as Instagram, and the website is uh, simplydelicious-bytina.com. And I like that, that we always have a lot of vegan specials as well because there's not a lot of options for vegans and vegetarians, so I'm starting to get a lot of clientele that like that. <laughs> I I am a I am a big supporter of vegans. I eat beef on a regular basis, knowing that beef eats the grass that most vegans do. But you know that's just my I can say mm-hmm. that because I have a daughter who is one. So <laughs> you know, I, when my daughter was young, she ate steak. Now she's a vegan. I don't understand, but uh, you know, big supporter and uh, you know, one of my my true favorite restaurants in the city is is vegan as well. But it's nice to see other people doing that. Yeah. Tina, it was a great pleasure having you with us. Oh, I, uh, thank you. It was a pleasure here as well. To talking to you, and I'm sure I'll see you again very shortly in the near future at the cafe. And thank you for taking the time to join us. All right. Well, thank you very much, and have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you for All joining right. us, Tina, and it was great speaking with you. Thank you, Tina. Thank you. Have a great one. <laughs> Let's take Bye-bye. a break, and we'll be right back. Tune in to Dining on a Dime to hear from Gene Blum, our chef, educator, consultant, and historian. You can find him across social media at ibfoodie2 or Gene Blum at ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. And you can also tune in to listen to Amaris Pollock and find her across social media at A-R-P-O-L-L-O-C-K-U-S at gmail.com. And we're back. Amaris Pollock, introduce us to your fabulous guest. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome Trevor Hayward, who is one of the owners of Evil Genius Beer Company. Trevor, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Good to talk to you guys. It's great speaking with you. I've been a fan of your beers, actually, for a little while. So, you know, I I was like, oh, I need to have them on. (laughs) Awesome. Glad to have you here. So I know that, you know, you have more of a a financial background. So you and your your, uh, partner actually met at at your university at Villanova. Um, How did you start the business? How did you start Evil Genius? Yeah, so I'm from Dublin, Ireland originally, and I moved here in 2008. And within like three weeks was when the kind of the recession hit, uh, like Lehman Brothers failed. And Luke and I, who had only just become friends, kind of looked at each other and were very nervous about our job prospects afterwards. And we'd both been homebrewers for several years at that point, but obviously we kind of come from a more traditional, you know, being in an MBA program and in business school. And we decided to kind of merge all of those things together and start a business. The craftier market at the time, as it is now, was growing a lot and People wanted new beers, so we thought we'd throw our uh, our hand in the mix to see if we could make some, some awesome stuff, and that's what we've been doing for a little over 10 years now. 
I mean, and I do love your beers. I'm a huge stout fan. Um, so I know that you have some stouts on there and you have interesting flavors. The chocolate peanut butter, which was a purple monkey dishwasher, um, which is I, I want to get into that. Actually, how do you guys come <laughs> up with the names? Because the names that you guys come up with are, are kind of out there. They're like interesting and quirky. Yeah, so, like, we always say that, uh, like, a lot of our beer names come from nostalgia uh, and just kind of cultural references and stuff. So the one you just mentioned, Purple Monkey Dishwasher, is actually a really old Simpsons reference. It was kind of like a whisper down the lane situation with that one. And then we also have, like, Stacy's Mom, which I, I'm, I'm sure I don't need to explain that one to you guys, where that one comes from. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and, and that's kind of really what we do is, like, we, we try to, you know, dial into things from people's memories because we want you know you to think about those fun times when you were either listening to a song watching a movie a tv show or whatever else and then drinking our beer and having a new good time with that exactly now i i also noticed that some of your beers you actually set aside uh, where they uh benefit different foundations within the region how do you come about choosing that and you know are what beers do you have on tap that that benefit different foundations yeah, so we have like a lot of different, uh, I mean, there's obviously so many charities to potentially pick from whatnot. So a lot of it is, uh, a lot of times it's, you know, some family connections or just connections from ourselves. So like we're a big MS supporter, so we do a lot of stuff with them. But like tomorrow morning, actually, we're going to be brewing our uh, a beer with Pink Boots, which is a, uh, uh, the Pink Boots Society is promoting um, uh, women in craft beer and in the, you know, the beverage industry. And so uh, there's a donation from every beer soul going towards that. Uh, towards that organization we also do um one during the summertime called hashtag love is love and that is a uh, benefit uh, the trevor project which has nothing to do with me um, but <laughs> is, um <laughs> and i have to always have to explain that but that one is actually for um uh, it helps uh, lgbtq plus uh, youth because uh, it's a support line because uh, uh suicide is um, much more prevalent in the lgbtq plus community so that's one of the other ones we do there and we're always looking for new and different things you know to to help out in our local whether it's hyper local like every christmas we sponsor a family in the area um, and we do a whole uh, fundraising to give them their entire like holiday like christmas uh, presents and everything as well that's pretty amazing and i know that you guys also on top of the the beers that you uh that you brew you also do events at you know over at uh evil genius so why don't you talk about a little bit about the events that you have currently happening ones that are coming up um and and you know how people can participate in that yeah so um we try to not take ourselves too seriously so we're actually doing a 0.5k uh, on Saturday, that literally means all you have to do is run around the block. So it's literally <laughs> open and available to everybody. Um, and it's just, it's just again, it's a fun way for us to raise funds for uh, an, a, you know, a needed organization. Um, and then we're doing kind of this whole block party to celebrate our fifth birthday on Saturday as well. So we literally close down the street and we have different vendors come out. This one is kind of wizard themed. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we've got like that. We do monthly drag brunches, which are a lot of fun. And we do various themes for those. I think we got a princess one coming up. Uh, and, a, and a wizard one as well uh, and then just you know we're always trying to find fun and silly things to do because that's kind of our shtick as such <laughs> and i love it and like you know the weather is getting warmer and you know you guys have an outdoor beer garden as well which i look forward to um visiting because it looks it looks whimsical and fun back there um and you know it's just there's so much to do you know at evil genius there's so much to appreciate um including the names and including the beers but also you have the lab 
Yes. So this is like, obviously there's beers you can get out in, you know, buy at your local liquor store and whatnot and, and restaurants and too. But we also do like experimental beers here at the, what we call the lab, because that's the, the idea for it is we want to be able to experiment with new and fun things. So we actually have a, a glitter beer on right now. Uh, so basically when you get the beer, it all it has like liquid glitter flowing through it. It's, um, uh, it has like kind of butterscotch flavors to it. It's really, really del- delicious as well. Uh, but, you know, we've got like um, a new hazy apricot IPA and we're actually about to release in a few weeks time a key lime margarita sour beer. And so that's a mouthful, I know, but it's that one's going to be really, really delicious as well. I know. I saw I saw that uh, with some of the communications that I had with you um, before the show um, and that you were going to have the key lime sour. I was like, that's going to be an interesting because you have like the ta- the tart that's from the key lime. And then you're making you're turning it into a sour. So I'm wondering, like, how, you know, how you're going to balance that. We're yeah, we're, we're trying to make sure that it's not like, you know, it's not, the idea is it's not going to be too mouth puckering, but it's definitely going to have those sour notes that you would expect. And obviously, key lime has those flavors, too. So we feel like this is going to blend really to really well together. And it's actually super refreshing as well. So with the weather warming up, I think that's going to be a really nice one for people to try on a hot day. Yeah. Now, do you have any um stout because i obviously you're from from um ireland right um and (laughs) what like what is your favorite stout that you guys make and so purple monkey dishwasher is obviously you know one of our uh, core beers but i think probably my favorite of all of them is we do a um chocolate hazelnut imperial stout again a bit of a mouthful and that one is called i'll have what she's having (laughs) and but it's 9.4 percent, so it's not not for the light of hearted um, uh, but it uh, it is really really delicious, um, and that that we just released that a few weeks ago. That's nice, a, a kind of a nice end of winter beer for us. And that's a you know perfect. I I I would definitely have that all the you know all the time, all year round. I would do that. Um, and the I'm a head out is the hazy apricot IPA that you said that you referenced before. Um, what can we look forward to? Is it going to have any like? Um, What's the fun name for that? I'm a head. That out. one is called. That's gonna. I'm a head out. That's what that one is called. So you know, we're tr- we've been trying out some new names this year. That's one of the new ones. And then the key lime one is called. Uh, I said what I said. <laughs> um. So um. And then uh, beyond that, we have a uh, we have a beer coming out in the fall as well called There's So Much Room for Activities, um, which is a reference to uh, Step Brothers, um, and uh, we've got a few other ones throughout the year that we do. Like we do a beer, a pineapple hefeweizen that we'll be brewing shortly called I Love Lamp. <laughs> and so, you know, we're always trying to keep these things fun. And, uh, you know, we, as I said, our, our little motto is, you know, very silly names for very serious beers. Exactly. Now, you also have, because, you know, we're coming around the corner of uh, St. Patty's Day, you have Magically Delicious coming out again. We do, yeah. So we've been making that for, I think this might be the fourth or fifth year that we made that one. And so we actually make it with Lucky Charms in the beer. And and so that's always a fun one. So, but it's really it's a it's a hazy beer, um, and and uh, has like a, a lot of those like big hop flavors that you would expect from like a juicy hazy IPA. Uh, so that will actually get released this coming Friday, so which is pretty exciting. And we got new artwork for that that one of our staff actually did for us here. Oh, that's uh, one very of our bartenders. cool. Yeah. Now, um, as far as you know, the environment in your in your in Evil Genius, it's it's all also fun. You know, you walk in and you know there's couches everywhere, and um, you know there's like games that people can play. And then you you guys, I want to point out that you're not just a brewery; you also have a full bar. 
We do, yeah. So, I mean, if you're not necessarily a beer drinker or you're gluten intolerant or anywhere in between those things, we have options for basically everybody. But we're very environmentally conscious here. We actually have a, an apiary on our roof, so, you know, we can collect honey from that usually once or twice a year. Um, and we actually, uh, you know, we designed this building to be as efficient as we possibly could be with what we, you know, because it was, it was an old building, so with what we could actually, you know, make of it, which is really awesome to be able to do. I, I'm sitting here and I'm I'm in awe of you. I didn't know you had an apiary back uh, up there. That I'll I'll love to visit that one day. Absolutely, yeah. It's fun. <laughs> so, um, what else you know can we find that's coming up at Evil Genius that you know you would want people to know about? And where can people find you? Sure. So, I mean, uh, best way like you can find us in we're in seven different states. So, if you're we're all the way up the East Coast. Uh, down into Maryland, all the way up to Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Connecticut. And so you can find us in a lot of places. And we're soon going to be in Michigan and Ohio as well. But uh, we got a lot of fun things coming up. We actually celebrate. Uh, we have a brewery dog. He's my dog. We'll be celebrating his fifth birthday no. in, uh, in, at the end of May. And so we'll be doing a, a beer for him as well. And we'll be having a block party to celebrate his birthday. So you're all invited. Every year it's a surprise party because he never knows it's happening. And <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> So you guys are all invited to that too, but we're always trying to do something fun. So checking out our website and Instagram, you'll always find something new happening here at Evil Genius. And the best way to find all that stuff is, as I mentioned, evilgeniusbeer.com and also on our Instagram and Facebook. That's a lot of fun. And, you know, and definitely I, I look forward to visiting you and celebrating your dog's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, I just want to say I was there at your brewery, and I loved it. I love the atmosphere, very good staff, and I, awesome. I, I just you. love that. And the artwork that's that's, awesome. that's kind of situated on the walls and everything, it's it's fun. It's quirky. You you have throwback um, artwork as well. Yeah, like we have a, a lot of the cam designs we've done over the years, we try to use for things from the lab here. We try to use a local artist. Uh, as I mentioned, the last one, we just used one of our staff uh, who's, who's really talented uh, but we have all of those mounted like framed and mounted on the wall and you know we're always changing things around in here as well so there's always something new to see when you walk in yeah and one last thing that I want to mention before we have to let you go is that you also have the ability like there's you know of people can sit down and not only order beer or order off of your full bar menu they can also order food yeah so we have a small kitchen but we pump a lot of really awesome food out of a very small amount of space so we have flatbreads, we have uh, nachos, like we don't have a fryer, but we, we actually have a really eclectic and, and big menu for the size that we are, which is awesome. And I saw that you have Rubens too. We do. We have a Reuben and we have a Rachel actually. So depending on your choice, I love, I love me the Rachel. I love turkey personally, but the Reuben's <laughs> also really good too. <laughs> I do. I do love a Rachel, you know. It's always it's always good to be able to go somewhere, have fun, sit down, enjoy your your time, have a beer, have a flight of beers. Um, to if you're new to Evil Genius, you can get grab yourself a flight, and um, you know, sit, like scan that QR code because you guys made it a lot easier to to order. You just scan, uh, download the QR reader, and you can order from there. Yeah, it's really nice that all you can actually stay in your seat and not have to. Uh, if you don't want to leave your conversation, you can just tap a couple times on your phone and a beer will appear in a few minutes. Which is perfect. And I and I know that because I visited only a few days ago that was the last time that I visited you guys. And it was, nice. it, you know, it was that simple. 
Yep. Which is awesome, right? Exactly. It's perfect. So, Trevor, thank you so much for joining us on Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you, Trevor. No worries. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate your beers, and I appreciate you joining us. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's take a break, and we'll be right back. <sighs> to become a sponsor of our show and have your business or event promoted on every single podcast platform, two Philadelphia radio stations on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. evening drive time, an FM station in New York, and to the millions of Facebook users worldwide with access to the Facebook mobile app. Send us an email to either foodfarmsandchefs at yahoo.com or diningonadime at yahoo.com. And we're back. Chef Gene, take it away. Well, at this time, I'd love to start our new segment that we do every month. It's a great segment where we talk about where we're eating and, you know, talk a little bit about some of the great things that are going on, too, to celebrate National Women's Month as well. So tell you a little bit about some of my favorite new places. One is something that just opened up in the very uh, – actually, as of Friday – a wonderful opportunity for a little venue, teaching kitchen, classroom space. They have several dinners already being booked. It is a uh, great location in Old City, Philadelphia on Market Street uh, called Old City Kitchen. Uh, I encourage you to go take a look at the Old City Kitchen community. Um, Laurie Eaton is a fabulous uh you know, woman entrepreneur who is doing great things, has a lot of great businesses, Old City Social, Old City Collective. But if you're really into food, uh, get behind Laurie Eaton and attend some of those classes. I know that they have uh, a couple great classes coming up in the very near future. Additionally, while you're down there, you know, I was down last Friday going in for Friday and Lent, and my heart just, my car, my heart, my brain just took me to John's Roast Pork. And I pull up and I'm like, oh, I can't eat here. It's Friday and Lent. I'm Catholic. But, you know, they have a beautiful fish cake sandwich going on. So I had an absolutely amazing, you know, Catholic-friendly during Lent sandwich at John's Roast Pork the other day. On the flip side, I had an absolutely absolutely wonderful gift yesterday something you can only find in two places in america one is in nashville and the other is out in the harrisburg area on a rare occasion it is if you're familiar with a deli style pizza so a deli style pizza is similar to a tomato pie with just a little bit of cheese but the sauce has to be ideal because you could leave this pizza out on the counter for a day or two or even a couple days, and it absolutely holds perfectly. It's great for car rides if you're traveling, you know, going up to the mountains for a couple days. But I had a Barranco's deli-style pizza. A friend of mine brought me in a box of it the other day. What an absolutely fabulous thing. So if you're out in the Harrisburg area or you're down in Nashville, look up Barranco's and get one of their deli-style pizzas if you've ever been to Hazleton, Pennsylvania, there is a pizza place up there that, you know, is the basic uh, start of all that. But Barranco's, I think, is taking it to a whole new level. 
If you're looking for something to do come these holidays or springtime, check out up in Bucks County a place called Barley She Farm. It is a great old farm. It's a wedding venue. It's a lot of different things, but it's a BYOB great brunch. When I was there, it was a three-course brunch. I couldn't eat all the first course, and I had two more after that. You know, the, the portions are just incredible, but even better, the quality. It's a BYOB, so take your favorite bottle with you just to enjoy. And my last place that I've had in the last couple of days, I went again to a great Italian, French-Italian restaurant in Bucks County called uh, Augusto's. Um, the executive chef there was uh, one of the chefs at Lebec Finn many years ago. Their lunch and their dinner menu are simply to die for. What an absolutely wonderful experience to go in for a special occasion. I had uh, beautiful short ribs that just melted in my mouth. My wife had a bronzino that was absolutely out of this world. So Augusto's in Bucks County. And with that, Amaris, where have you been eating? Um, I've actually been eating in a lot of places because I have been traveling all over the place. So, uh, I mean, I can start with, you know, G&G Pizzeria. I went to um, a brewery, actually, that specializes in mead. And the you know their thing obviously they don't they don't make food so you have to order food to to you know to be delivered there and so I was just like my friends and I were like hungry and I wanted to have some pizza I hadn't in a while so didn't know the the place so it was kind of like blindly trusting that it was you know no matter what it's still pizza as the cliche goes but I actually got um from G&G Pizzeria in uh, Somerdale, I believe is where it, it's located, in New Jersey. They had, it was good. It was actually really good pizza. And I had the G&G special. So it was like chicken and roasted bell pepper and, you know, loaded with cheese. It was really good. Um, but that, again, is kind of like a Friday night, have you know, fun night out that I had gotten that. And then I've also... <clears throat> gone to Otz. I went out to Otz in West Berlin. They have several different locations, but um, Otz was just also a fun night. And, you know, you think bar food, it's not going to be good, but it actually is very, very good. They have, you know, they have salads, they have, you know, slightly elevated bar menus. Um, So they have a Thai shrimp kind of salad that I've eaten there before. And that night I, I was like, oh, I saw a rustic sandwich that was a chist. You're going to notice a theme with roasted bell peppers. <laughs> I've been on a kick. Um, but it had like broccoli raw, ro- roasted bell pick, uh, peppers and like chicken loaded with, you know, that gooey cheese that when you pulled it apart, it like has those strings that you love um, where you're just like, oh, that's going to be good. Um, so I had, you know went there had that i've also you know march has come you know we're in march actually i shouldn't say march is coming up we're in march and you know i went to an irish chain um doonies which is they have several locations but um i had some shepherd's pie there you know it's a traditional menu item um that most people go and they'll order you know 
like the um that or something with uh the sausages um but i had the uh the shepherd's pie so it was you know the nice meat with your potatoes and then i had sauteed broccoli because i was trying to behave <laughs> you know i got i needed to balance with my beers <laughs> um and then i actually um went to a place called Pagano's, which is downstairs right inside downstairs. this building yes. that um that I was hungry. So I was like, I need to eat something. And I was pleasantly surprised. I walked in. I don't know if you've gone in, Kevin. I have. I was there today. OK, <laughs> so, you know, you walk around and I was I was surprised because they do the brick oven fired pizzas and yeah. they have, you know, sandwiches to that you can, you know, order to to go or, you know, you can eat in. Um, but they have, like, a bunch of different grab-and-goes there, too. And I know that, like, it's a little weird to plug someplace that's, you know, in in this building. Right downstairs. <laughs> but it is it is a place that's right downstairs, and anybody can come in and visit. Um, and they had really good food. Um, I had ordered two slices of pizzas from there. Um, and then I want to also plug Baggio's Bread, because it sounds like just a bakery where they make big good goods but they actually specialize in italian um like italian foods and i've eaten there several times before but i was recently there for a photo shoot and i was like just submerged with italian food so it was like you said um with tomato pies so they make tomato pie from scratch and it's like you, you know you we had it out on the counter it holds its its weight it's got that nice sauce it's a little bit on the sweeter side um but like it just tasted so good i wanted to just smother myself in that sauce and then they had freshly baked cookies that i i basically was having a little foodgasm walking around because i was bite into it and it was so good um and i i've had their chicken cutlet sandwiches i've had they have um i i don't actually remember the name but it's got arugula with a chicken cutlet sandwich with um, a sweet balsamic drizzle and um, some feta. It's really good. Um, so I would go there over and over and over again if I could. Okay. Uh, I'm actually going to take 10 seconds to plug our Facebook page because Chef Gene does an amazing job with our Facebook page. He's posting some wonderful uh, food stuff. So I want everyone to go to Facebook.com forward slash food farm chefs there's no ends just go to facebook.com food farm forward slash food farm chefs our facebook page is one of the best facebook pages in the food business so i want everyone to go check that out and while you're on our facebook page if you're using your mobile app all 165 episodes of our show are accessible using your facebook mobile app just go to facebook.com forward slash food farm chefs on your mobile app. Click on podcasts, and we have all 165 of our past shows. So I just want to do a quick plug. Chef Gene does an amazing job with the Facebook page. All right, let's talk hoagies. Ready to talk hoagies? I mean. We have a hoagie in Port Richmond. We have a hoagie shop. It's called Marinucci's Deli. It's on Richmond Street in Port Richmond. I only paid $8 the other day, and I had a hoagie like you wouldn't believe. And uh, they get rave reviews for their hoagies. It's right on Richmond Street. Uh, look it up. It's called Marinucci's Deli. And for just 8 bucks, I must add two pounds of meat on my hoagie. And, <laughs> and what I like about Marinucci's is that the meat is always fresh. 
and the rolls are great. I'm also going to give you another spot in Port Richmond. Now, how many times when you go out to a restaurant do you want to look for homemade food, right? You want a guy, you want somebody, you know, making from scratch. Yes. Yes. I have a scratch-made Italian restaurant that I will call a hidden gem, and it is called Fasone's Sports Bar. And the guy's name is Tommy Fasone, and he is the cook there. And Tommy goes out and purveys the ingredients every morning, and he makes everything from scratch. If you're looking for good Italian food, his meatballs are made from scratch. His sauces, his mother's recipe. And everything is made from scratch. It's in the wonderful uh, uh, community of Port Richmond, which I have lived in for 27 years. And it is on Edgemont Street. It is called Fasone Sports Bar. I was going to torture you and ask you to spell that for our listeners. F-A-S-O-N-E-S, Sports Bar. And Tommy is the cook. He goes out every morning, and he purveys the ingredients, and he makes everything from scratch. Now, I just told you, Facebook.com forward slash Food Farm Chefs. We feature Tom on episode number 47. So if you want to go to Facebook.com forward slash Food Farm Chefs, click on podcast from your mobile app. I want to make that clear. And Tommy is, uh, was on our show, episode number 47. You can learn all about Fasones. He goes out, he gets the ingredients every morning, and he cooks everything fresh from scratch every evening. Uh, he's there, I think, only three days, though, so you got to check the uh, call the uh, call the restaurant. All right, Amherst, uh, it's, what a great episode today was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. We we spoke with a woman-owned business yep. um, by Tina, Simply uh, Delicious. Um, Holy you know, Q? Holy Q Barbecue? Yeah, Holy Q Barbecue. I look forward to trying their barbecue, and I hope that all of you go out there. You know, it, the weather is getting warmer. That's and, right. You know, you can grab some barbecue, grab some some beers that are from Evil Genius, you know. And all information about our show is very accessible. PhillyRestaurantReviews.com for all information. Amherst Park! You can find me across the web at AR Polycus, or if you would like to be a guest on our show or sponsor our show, you can email me at arpolycus at gmail.com. Chef Jean! You can find me across social media at ibfoodie2 or at gblum, or you can always email me directly at ibfoodie, the number two, at yahoo.com. That's ibfoodie2 at yahoo.com. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you next week.